Hi friends, welcome to the St. Anne Parish Podcast, where we seek to bring people to Jesus, form disciples, and send them to transform the world. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to St. Anne Parish's podcast. My name is Andrea, and I'm here today with... Father Kevin. Hashtag RevKev. Today we will be talking about all things Dia de los Muertos, which is Day of the Dead, what it is, how we celebrate, and how as Catholics we have received this beautiful tradition and culture, um, and how we're going to celebrate our loved ones at St. Anne. Um, So thank you for being here today, Father. Yeah, thanks for having me. So let's go ahead and get started. I guess the first question is, we would love to hear your explanation on what Dia de los Muertos is, and how as Catholics we participate in this beautiful tradition. Sure. So, uh, as you said, Dios de los Muertos is the Day of the Dead, and it is uh, comes from our liturgical tradition. So, we have on November 1st, we have the Solemnity of All Saints, where we celebrate uh, and pray for all of the capital S saints. So, St. Francis, St. Clair, St. Anne, St. Joachim, uh, all the saints that the church has proclaimed that uh, have made it to heaven, we celebrate on that day. And then on the 2nd, November 2nd, we celebrate the commemoration of all the faithful departed. Uh, It's also known as All Souls Day. So we celebrate on that day um, simply just all who have died. So that could be family, friends that have passed away, and we pray for their salvation. We pray that the Lord may guide them through purgatory Mm -hmm. and then welcome them into heaven. Yeah, there's a lot there, but uh, we'll certainly kind of get into that uh, over the course of the podcast. So we celebrate the Day of the Dead through prayer. So coming from a more Hispanic and Mexican culture, there is a traditional altar that is set up. And this uh, kind of came from original pagan uh, kind of worship, but like so many things in the church, uh, like setting up a Christmas tree, the evergreen, mm-hmm. uh, the church kind of, the the word we learned uh, in theology was that the church baptizes the culture. And so we take what is good from the culture, uh, baptize it, kind of make it holy, make it Catholic, uh, and then use that to celebrate. I know that some of the things that we um, as a culture do on Dia de los Muertos is we set up an altar, which some people get a little bit confused about why an altar and is that something that we should be doing or shouldn't be doing and why. Could you explain a little bit about the altar and the levels and where that comes from and what we're able to um, place on the altar and why? Sure. So the altar has a lot of symbolism in it. And that's one of the beautiful things about the Catholic Church. There's symbolism in almost everything we do. So there there are a lot of symbols. There's a lot of symbolism uh, in the altar. One of the symbolism that is most present is the three separate levels. So there are three levels representing the three uh, levels of the church. So we talk about the church uh, militant, which is the church here on earth, mm-hmm. earth still fighting for our salvation. We talk about the church suffering, which is the church that is in purgatory. They're um, suffering in a purgative way, so they're being purified uh, of all their inclinations towards sin. And then we have the church triumphant, the church victorious, the church that is in heaven celebrating with our Lord already. Uh, And so a little bit about that, especially with purgatory, because it can be kind of a foreign concept, especially if you're listening and you're not Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe that after you die, there's a, a moment of judgment uh, where the where Jesus will send you to either hell, purgatory, or heaven. And if you go to purgatory, that's the the kind of analogy that's commonly used is the mudroom of heaven. <laughs> it's a place where you go on your way to heaven. 
And it's a place where there is a purgation where, again, you're purified of all those sinful inclinations, sinful desires, so that we can be completely pure and ready to meet our Lord. Uh, and the teaching on this comes from the councils of Florence and Trent, uh, and it also comes from Second Maccabees, if you're looking in your Bible, it talks about how we can pray for the dead, uh, that they can be purified to enter into the kingdom of God. So those are the three levels, the church militant, the church suffering, and then the church triumphant or the church victorious. Beautiful. The top of the altar, because we, I know that we're able to place um, pictures of our loved ones that have already passed. Mm -hmm. um, I'm guessing also pictures of saints can be on this altar. Sure. <laughs> and um, what goes at the top? Um, because I know it's it, it gets almost like a pyramid um, that we decorate. And then at the top, I've I've seen multiple things, but I'm guessing is that where we would place maybe a cross or... Yeah, so usually at the top of the cross, there's uh, kind of two main symbols. One is, uh, one is the cross, the symbol of Christ's passion, his death, but then also his resurrection. Mm. Uh, and that's important that we, we celebrate that because that is the key to our own resurrection, our own salvation. Uh, and then another symbol that's always that's also there present uh, is usually an image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Mm -hmm. um, she is our mother, our, our patroness, is uh, people of the Americas, uh, and she is uh, important for us just in her uh, intercession, praying for us always. You'll see also at the top of the altar, there's usually um, a big arch, mm -hmm. uh, and that's usually made out of marigold flowers. Uh, and marigolds uh, symbolize the sun, and the arch itself kind of represents and symbolizes the entrance into heaven. Hearing, I never knew cempasuchil flowers, which is the word in Spanish. I, this is the first time I hear it in English. I didn't know they were marigolds. I, that's what Marley told me. I, <laughs> I My Spanish is not that good. So uh, yeah, they're marigolds. Yeah, awesome. Something else that we, we place on our on the altars on um, Dia de los Muertos is um, what's also called papel picado, which is paper, very like thin. Little paper, like tissue paper. Tissue yeah, paper, that's sure. cut up and decorated. It's very bright. It's colorful. You know, it's, it's a day of festive. It's a happy day. You know, it's a joyful day, even though we see some skulls. Now, I know many people have mentioned that there's skulls on the altar and how this can be confusing with celebrating something else. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's a pagan tradition. Um, sure. In South America, yeah. in a lot of ways, they uh, celebrate uh, Santa Marte, the, yes, kind of a holy Marte. death. Um, again, th that's kind of pagan, uh, kind of an idea idolatry of death mm -hmm. um but certainly with that there's not a big focus on afterlife and so we as catholics uh and have a long tradition in our church going all the way back to uh, the desert fathers uh, who left kind of society in the world to go out in the desert to uh to find salvation to look for a way they could best love and serve the lord um, but because they were living such a radical life, they often got into spiritual warfare. Mm. So they were uh, constantly fighting kind of the three that they talked about was the world, the flesh, and the devil. And one of the things that they would use to combat that was uh, this tradition that we call in Latin uh, memento mori, which means yes. remember your death. And so always remembering and having in mind that uh, one day, uh, hopefully very far from now, we will die. We will be judged uh, and hopefully, again, yep. enter into uh, <laughs> enter into paradise. 
Yeah. And so these uh, papel picado is for uh, rejoicing and showing that this is not, uh, certainly there is a, a hint of sadness that we mm-hmm. miss our family members, we miss our friends who have, who have gone before us. But the church talks about this in the funeral rite too, that um, through death, life is changed, not ended. Uh, right. That's one of the, the phrases, my favorite phrase from the preface uh, used at a, fu- at a funeral mass. So yeah, it is uh, a day of mixed emotions in a lot of ways. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Almost therapeutic to some people and kind of healing as they prepare their altar with their loved ones on there. Some of us maybe never have heard of Day of the Dead or Dia de los Muertos. And um, maybe the closest that we've gotten to is through our beloved movie, um, our Disney film, Coco. Sure. Which, you know, it's beautiful that they created that movie. I loved it. Um, But there is also this sense that um, in the movie they... Have you seen it? So... Confession: I have I have not seen it. You have um, not. Seen the, it. Uh, there's a lot of movies that, as as a celibate person, I don't have uh, a girlfriend or a wife or children to make me watch movies that uh, I would otherwise not watch. So a lot of Disney movies I haven't seen. A lot of like rom coms I haven't seen. Um, so yeah, so I've not seen Coco. I've I've heard it's great. I've heard great reviews about it, but I I personally have never <laughs> seen it. So. I feel like mom's ministry is coming after you. Oh, no. They will come and teach you, show you oh. all the movies. <laughs> yeah, I'll clear my calendar. <laughs> um, so one thing that uh, the movie Coco shares mm-hmm. is um, they prepare the altar, and there is um, the main character is Miguel. And um, Wait, he... Who's Coco then? Coco, okay, plot twist. Sorry if anyone's never watched spoiler it. Alert. Here's a spoiler alert. Um Coco is actually the grandmother who oh. is suffering from, um, she can't remember things just oh, like Oh, dementia? Me. Yes. Okay. Alzheimer's? Alzheimer's, sure. Alzheimer's? Yeah, Alzheimer's. Okay, so Coco's grandma. Coco is the grandma. The boy is Miguel. The boy is Miguel. So he comes from a family who is just, they hate music, but because great-great-grandmother was mm-hmm. wounded from her husband or boyfriend, I can't remember mm-hmm. what they were, but he leaves to go um, to play music, but then he's killed um, oh, no. during that time. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so they hate music, and they are no one's allowed to listen to music ever oh, again. Sounds so sad. <laughs> it is, but there's there's joy at the end, right? Okay. Um, so Grandma is Miguel's grandmother. She is preparing the altar, and it's such an important day. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have to get all of their flowers, their marigolds ready, um, and Miguel passes off to the other side. Um, he steals a guitar. I'll let you watch the movie so you okay. can so you can understand what I'm sure. talking about. But he goes to the other side, and on that day, if your picture isn't on the altar, and this is believed in tradition, you mm-hmm. know, many in Mexico still believe this, um, that if your picture's on the altar and your favorite food is there on that day, those souls will come to the living among the living mm. and be present and you know enjoy that day together. So my question is, what's the truth as the Catholic point of view about that? Um, sure. Yeah. The the church teaches, um, well, on the one hand, like, so when you're in heaven, you get to see God face to face. There's no veil between you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, if I'm enjoying that, I don't think I would come back for tacos. Um, <laughs> I might if there was churros involved. Um, but... <laughs> 
so there's no point in kind of coming back. Uh, right. So there, so there's that sense of those who are already in heaven. Okay. And the other side of it for us who who maybe miss our family, miss our friends who have gone before us. That's one of the beautiful things about the church is that they're still with us. Mm. They're still in the church, hopefully triumphant, maybe in suffering as we are in the church militant, that again, through death, life is changed, not ended. So they are still with us uh, in a lot of ways. We don't have to wait for a certain day or a certain kind of food or ritual or anything to communicate with them. We can we can talk to them, we can pray to them, we can ask them to pray for us. And so there is that kind of communion with them that is important to know that we have always. Going back to the altar. Mm-hmm. So we talked about some symbols, you know, we talked about the cross, Our Lady, we talked about the arch of the marigolds, we mm-hmm. talked about papel picado, and the three levels of the altar. Another few things is blessed water on the altar. Could you share a little bit about why the blessed water? Sure, yeah. So we have holy water on the altar. Holy water is used, uh, so when it's blessed, it is, uh, it's set aside, it's consecrated for a certain purpose. So that's why you don't use holy water when you're you know, cooking or, or making lemonade or anything like that. It's set aside for baptism. It's set aside to wash away our sins. And so that's why we use it uh, in the baptismal font. That's why we dip our hands in when we come into church to remind ourselves that we are baptized, that we are adopted sons and daughters of God. Mm-hmm. And then we also use holy water for blessing things. And then again, even in the funeral rite, we bless uh, the casket with holy water and we place the pall on the casket. And the pall is the white fabric mm-hmm. that symbolizes the baptismal garment they received uh, when they were a baby or maybe baptized as an adult. And so holy water is important because it reminds us of the beginning of our life with Christ. And could you also share, I, I know that we have those pictures. We kind of touched a little bit about that. But um, can you share about why the the pictures of our loved ones on the altar? Sure. So we uh, we bring pictures of our loved ones to put on the altar in all of the same ways that we might have pictures of uh, family and friends in our house or even pictures of saints in our house, that it's just simply a, a good kind of visual reminder of, of who we're praying for, who we're relating to, who we're asking to pray for us. Is there something that we are invited to place for every picture that we have um, on our altar? So uh, traditionally, they use candles. Um, If you want to bring a candle to St. Anne's, we certainly request that it's an electronic candle. um, (laughs) Partly because it's windy outside, partly because it could be a fire hazard. So yeah, so candles represent uh, the light of Christ. We see this at the Easter Vigil where we uh, go to the fire at the very beginning of the vigil and we light the Easter candle. And as the deacon carries the candle in, he pronounces three times, uh, behold the light of Christ. Yes. Uh, and we see that used uh, again at baptisms to light the baptismal candles. We see mm-hmm. that um, used oftentimes at weddings and at funerals. And so it's, again, just a reminder that in the darkness of our world and the darkness mm-hmm. of, of life and the darkness of death, Christ is the light. Beautiful. So I love it. I I love our faith. It's it's the best. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, and then my favorite one is food. I do love food. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Actually, if you could have one last meal, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Um, I I do love taco. I just love meat in general. Okay, I love tacos. Churros are the best. Plain or with cajeta. In the inside. Is that the cream? Yes. 
Definitely with the cream. <laughs> um, that's the best kind of churro. Pretty bomb. It's so good. Yes. Yeah, there was a taco place by the seminary that I used to work at that had pretty good churros. Um, mm. So it was great. I probably went there too often. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah. So there's food there. Uh, again, kind of as a reminder uh, of the the care that we have for our uh, beloved uh, who have passed away. Do you know anything about this specific bread called pan de muertos? No. They, yeah, they actually have a bread and I want to try it this year. I've never tried it before, but I've seen it promoted a lot, you know, over social media and all mm -hmm. of that, that uh, there is this specific bread called pan de muertos. And what I envision is that it's super dry, like just hearing mm, pan sure. de muertos. I have no idea. I don't know if it's good or not, um, but that's a goal. <laughs> to try pan de muertos but it's something very popular that they place on the altar so we we do have um again the celebration of the day of the dead we have the bilingual mass at 7 p.m on november 2nd and after that they have uh it just says here they have pan do you, is it do you know if it's pan dulce or pan de muerte i think it's i think it's pan dulce oh, yes pan yes. dulce uh is like mexican sweet bread it's really good, uh, and there's also going to be some hot chocolate, which is probably the Mexican spiced hot chocolate. I hope uh, so. I really do. If they say that's not happening, I would volunteer to come and make the great. abuelitas hot chocolate with some cinnamon. It's delicious. It's better than you know hot chocolate powder uh, and abuelitas water. means grandmothers, so it's grandma's yes. hot chocolate with <laughs> with cinnamon and spice. <laughs> Again, formally kind of welcome you guys, invite you to uh, join us in celebrating Dia de los Muertos, Bilingual Mass, November 2nd at 7 p.m. And again, if you want to join the celebration, you're certainly welcome to bring an electronic candle uh, with a picture of your loved ones uh, attached to it and place that on the altar in the courtyard anytime before Mass. Uh, and again, we'll have uh, pendulce and uh, abuela's hot chocolate after mass. And if anyone, you know, feels called to actually set up an altar at their home um, with pictures and anything like that. And, you know, candles, holy water, a cross, um, papel picado, which is shredded tissue paper. We invite you all to uh, take pictures and tag us in it. We'd love to see your altars at home. And if you're not able to, we would love to see you here on November 2nd. Come join us. Bring a picture of your loved ones. And we hope that you enjoyed this episode. God bless. Thanks so much. God bless. Bye. The St. Anne vision is to bring people to Jesus, form disciples, and send them to transform the world. To learn more about St. Anne, go to stannparish.org. God bless.